Yo, yo, yo. Guess what day it is? It is Saturday, which means it's a new episode of the Wrestling Open Forum show. I didn't know I'm we were fusing. fusing. This is Dutch. And this episode might be a little different because in the first five episodes here on the High Spots Wrestling Network, we've talked. Are you going to just yeah, apparently handle the I'm destroying the, the mic. <laughs> we talked about a lot of AEW, a lot of WWE stuff, some independents, and uh, we want to do something a little different. So what we did is we put out a little filler to our fan base on social media. And if you want to follow us, it's at Open Forum Show on Twitter. On Facebook, it's facebook.com backslash wrestling open forum. All that, all that jazz. But we put out a filler to our fan base, and they gave us a few things to talk about. So all these topics were voted upon. Not really voted upon. Were suggested and then we picked what by we, the fan what base, we and we yep. picked what we liked. But it's really heavy. So if you don't know about me or Dutch, we both work for a company in North Carolina, out of Charlotte, North Carolina, called PWX Premier Wrestling Experience. I worked for him for twelve years. Dutch has worked for him for five years. We'll say four or five. We're going to round up, give him the five-year badge. And so a lot of these questions, almost all these, actually all these questions that we're going to answer today on this episode, have to do with PWX. So if you've are you familiar with PWX and the talents involved? Then awesome. It's going to be a fun episode for you. If you're not, we're still going to talk about a lot of behind the scenes stuff, how angles and, and things came to fruition, our top moments, all that good stuff. So it's going to be a fun episode of us be, who have been in like engulfed in the business for the past X amount of years, uh, being fans and talking about some of our favorite moments. And I know a lot of people uh, love to hear behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. It's, it's the one thing that I know that a fan thoroughly enjoys. They love, love, love hearing that interaction that you had, like a talent with another talent. Mm-hmm. How did you two talk about this match? What what came up? Like, how did you know you were going to do this move off of this? And like, was he scared? Was he not comfortable? What did you have to like, you yeah. know, anything and everything about that. And, and I do want to say I don't ever talk about this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like people will always ask me, oh, did you know? I don't know. Yeah. I just I just play dumb to You fable. Like, I, well, I kayfabe <laughs> bad to people. Dude, yeah. did you know so and so was gonna I be there? I did not. I didn't know no, he was here. Man. I mean, you, you, had, you said hey to him when he got to the arena. <laughs> <laughs> when they come to the arena. It's like um, you know, a few times people ask me, like, oh, are you gonna are you gonna be in the this match? Probably not. Yeah. I've known for a month that I yeah. can't. <laughs> <laughs> the rumble. The rumble, exactly, yeah. But so. yeah, so it's going to be a lot of uh, talking about, once again, how things in one of the longest storylines in PWX history came to fruition, who was involved, how we figured out what we were going to do. I'll get into all that with, like, no boundaries. And I Dutch isn't as familiar or isn't Ooh. as knowledgeable about a lot of this stuff as I am, but I'm going to get his take as a fan because yeah. one, a lot of stuff he doesn't know about, like he said, which is true. And so he's behind the camera filming it and has no idea what's going to happen and then sees it happening. So I'm going to get his perspective. And a lot of times I ask for that, though. Yeah. I'll ask for that type of um, – what was the word I'm looking here? I want that type of uh, barrier. You want, you want that initial reaction. You want that, and, you want that natural reaction. And I, I do because when I'm filming, that is one of my – things that I love about that I film and I do and I, I see that I do that when I watch my own work which is rare I don't watch my own work I don't yeah I cannot stand watching you. my own work um there's been a few times where I'm watching and I'm like oh oh good 
damn, I'm good. Yeah. And like, I really I do enjoy it. And that's why I like doing Nooch Band. Yeah. Because a lot of times I don't know, but there are things I wish I did know. Yeah. There are certain things I need to know, like, you know, when Tanahashi's going to run Come, from the <laughs> curtain. And, out. Yeah. and that whole debacle. Yeah. But, I mean, we'll, we'll get into it. And like I said, I, I once again, I do not like talking about behind the scenes stuff, but when it comes to like this, oh yeah. Yeah, we're going to make an exception today. So This is going to be fun. Hey, hopefully you enjoy the show. To all of our fans that sent in a response and gave us some topics, thank you so much. We'll shout you out when we go over the topics. And yeah, thank you guys. Here we go. All right, that opening video gets me every time. I love it. Even though we've cut it down. Good stuff. I like good the stuff. I like the glitchy stuff. I'm I'm into the whole glitchy stuff right now. That's just good if shit. If you watch series of supremacy that came out this past Tuesday on the PWX Facebook and YouTube page, you'll see a lot of glitchy stuff. A lot of lens flares, a lot of glitchy <laughs> shit. That's <laughs> how we're glint. rolling. That's he how we're glint. rolling. I do. The uh like I said, we're talking a lot about PWX. Uh we're all have you seen that a little off topic before we get into the main topics? Uh, so a few show, a few companies are starting to announce shows coming back. Uh, I saw one was GCW, GCW, and Game Indiana. Changer Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, I did see that, and I actually took a screenshot because I was going to post it. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you pulled it back up, yeah, because I'm going to post it on my uh, on my wrestling page GCW, and on the open forum. I've seen a few in October that have <clears throat> and been announced. they're allowed to have fans. Yeah, they're doing outdoors. It's outdoor yes, outdoor yeah. venue with uh, like. I think they're, they're going to have, I was reading up on it because I was, I was very interested in how they're doing it. Like they're going to have where you can, you can sit together if you buy tickets as a group and you show up as a group, you can sit together, you can sit together, but then everything outside of like the first couple rows is uh general admission and you bring your own lawn chair. So right. you bring your own lawn chair and you space out from there. So, which is an interesting way to do it, which GCW is always like, Kudos to the people that run that company because they're always on top of it and being innovative on how they're going to do game stuff. Change, game changer. Bless wrestling. them, man. Bless yeah. them. But, uh, but yeah. I do that with my store, by the way. When I'm at yeah. work, uh, mm-hmm. if you come in as a family, mm-hmm. that's fine. So if I have like three or four people that come in together, and yeah. we're only supposed to have two. Yeah. So I'll let them go on one side. Yeah. And if another family comes on, I'll let them know you can come in but as a whole, but you have to stay. Like you have to keep distance. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people are cool with it. I haven't had anybody tell me no yet. Yeah, I think uh, I think we're slowly transitioning back. I don't think it's gonna be it's gonna be a long time before we get to back to normal. Yeah, yeah. but uh, I think we're slowly transitioning back. And I, and like me and Brian have talked about it. I really haven't talked to Brian much at all through this whole thing. I know because he's, he's been working his ass off, and I've so been he's doing, been doing his stuff. thing, and you yeah. doing yours. But uh, but yeah, we're, I think we're gonna shoot for August, like to try to do something. Let's see. We'll but yeah, the, yeah. the problem we run into at PWX is our show that was postponed from March is the biggest show of the year. That's our Super Bowl. So we, yeah, so we, yeah. we're coming back with our WrestleMania. So it's kind of interesting, con like interesting situation that we're in. But uh, like I said in the in the little intro, we had a bunch of fans send us some uh, topics that they wanted us to cover after we reached out to them. And uh, hopefully this is something we can do. I know we've talked about doing it on our Patreon. We're still setting up our Patreon. I don't want to start asking people to pay for a membership, A, until the workforce is back in full yeah. in full force yep. and everybody's working and able to make an income, and B, until we have an idea of what we can present people. That I right. like. One thing about 
that me and Dutch are really strong about is if people are going to pay for our content, we take it very seriously and we want yeah. to produce and give them their what we think they're or we want to make sure they feel like they're getting their money's worth for what they pay. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We don't want to put anything half-assed. Yeah, exactly. But uh the like we had a bunch of topics and I guess do you have anything before we jump into topic number 1? Um we can talk about what happened recently before we jump yes. into uh our topics uh with recent events going on mm-hmm. with George Floyd. Uh, it's a travesty of what happened and it keeps happening. And I can tell you right now that wrestling open forum fully supports yes. uh, black lives matter. And honestly, sorry, damn. I've had, uh, several conversations with my, with my friends that are involved directly to it. And it kind of sucks with, uh, what's going on with them because they really feel, man, they're really hurt with what's going on. And yeah, uh, some people don't take them seriously and that's bullshit. Um, you know, and people want to say stuff that like all lives matter, but the hell is that? You can't say that when black lives don't matter and you can't say that until black lives actually matter. Like you have yeah. to make it, you have to make everybody equal. When, and this is when, a, yeah, when you're wanting to, when when you go to help something, you go to the group of people, in this case, the race that needs help. Right. And it's this, not like, it's not, it's, in, I, I saw this analogy on, on something or someone said it. And the, what, what I tell everybody is Killer Mike. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. His speech was it, like, touched me. Like, if, if you if you want clarity in a situation, and I, and I like once again I said this I, I've talked about it on my Tuesday special podcast that aired uh, on Tuesday of this past week with Joel, my buddy Joel. Like it's 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 I'm not saying that it's it's hard. It's it we're in a difficult situation yeah. because we we are we are white guys. Mm-hmm. We live in the South. We have country accents. But we've, as as far I know, I've never, and as far as much as I've known you, and as long as I've known you, you've never, like, had an ounce of racism in our bodies, right? And we we surround ourselves with friends of all races. We welcome all races, right? We and help all races. And that's the thing with both of us too. When you see us, we're always in a diverse group of people, yes. especially in professional wrestling. And it, it's, you know, people say you do see color. And I was just talking to Patrick about this. And I literally had this conversation with my buddy Ryan and mm. my buddy Tito. I mm. literally told Ryan, I was like, I've never had a brotherhood as strong as I've had with you. It's it's incredible the bond that me and Ryan have. And then Tito, I, I told him today, I said, look, man, you know, when we hang out, you know, I never, ever think about you being Mexican. Yeah. Ever. I always, when I say Tito, I don't ever lead off, he's Hispanic. I always say yeah. my boy Tito. Yeah, because it doesn't matter. It's like we're brother. We're all family. It's, it's literally yeah. And it's it's what. And let me, can I oh, say this real yeah, quick? Yeah, finish. Um, I could say my best friends and PWX mm-hmm. is a syndicate. Yeah, I'm like really good friends with Boss. Yes, really good friends with Boss, and I still talk to Elijah. Mm-hmm. On uh, not every day, but a couple times a week. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, it, it's 
it's amazing what you can do when everybody's unified. Yeah. When you come together and the protests that have been going on, it's not white and black against each other. This is it's, this is everybody against racism, yes. and it's especially black versus racism. And yes. it, and they, and the, we and need that to support black, that. The black community are who is being targeted by these races. Absolutely, yeah. And you have to, you have to become aware of that, and to take it back to professional wrestling, when you're in a, when you're in like. For example, I, I well, well, there's a Sting thing on the WWE Network. Have you, have you seen this? Like they put out a Sting where that's like before yeah. Slamboree or yes, '95. Uh, and it's WCW. Come know, on, there's man. a moment. There's a moment in that where he's talking about the people that are in that company. Like you have some of the most elite athletes from all around the world, from yeah. all different nationalities. And and I go back to that, and it's like we've been in wrestling for so long that you you interact and you talk and you become family with almost every race from every country right. that there, that there is so it it goes back to how we we have to like me when me and Joel talked we have to understand that there is no tolerance for it right because i've been guilty of somebody saying something and me not saying something to them Right. I've, I've been guilty yeah. of that in my life right. and letting it slide. And now we're to a point in our lives and in this world that we can't do that shit anymore. Exactly. We have to hold people accountable and make them understand that it's not tolerated and put them out on an island right. to make them feel like an outsider because we're not dealing with it anymore. Right. And I, that's, that's the hardest part in all of this for me is that forever – for most things, I feel like I can I can do something about it, right? Yeah. And I can't. And I'm not saying that I feel like I'm I'm useless. I right. I can I will speak up. I will stand with with like my brothers and sisters of the black community. I will I will do everything I can to support them and fight the Black Lives Matter movement yep. and save Black Lives movement and all of that. But you you it's almost like you you want to do more. Right. Like you just, you have that fire in me that's like, what, like, how can, what can I, do, I more? do to step up? What can up? I do? Do I need to go kick all these racist asses? Do I need to, elim- it's I mean, like you, sh- like you yeah. have to. And it's, it's to prove just that point. burning. And I, like, and, and then once again, you have, you, we've surrounded ourselves with so many people from like so many different walks of life and so many races and so many nationalities. Yeah. And you just feel for them. Like, it's like family. Once and, again. And, and the thing, that, there's two things that I saw about this too. One of them, I am very close and we actually bonded uh, back together because we didn't talk for a couple of years, but then I created the Wrestling 704 mm-hmm. page and my buddy Corey uh, said, call your black friend. And it was probably one of the most powerful moments that I had because I did. Yeah. And uh, we cried and we sobbed and because the thing is and I saw too and it makes me feel exactly how I feel is I understand that I'll never understand but I still stand yes. for you. Yes. And it makes so much sense because I could never understand what you go through. Yeah. It's on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. I will never understand, but I want you to know that I would stand for any one of my friends of any race. Yeah. And especially at this point in time right now, yeah. I'll I'll take up I'll I would take a bullet for any friends yes. of mine it's, of it's, color or anybody that I'm not friends of because they deserve just as much as anybody else. Yeah. Why are they? It's the usual defense 
for somebody that's a family member that's going through something bad or going through something that they that you that they're struggling with yeah. is I would take their place. And like I, I want to I, I, I part of me wants to reach out and like I've had conversations with my with my African American black friends. Yeah. And part of me wants to say I would I would take your place in a in a heartbeat. Right. Just so you don't have to live through this. Right. But the problem is that I shouldn't have to take your place. Right. You should we be should, able to live your should, own life. Yeah, we should eliminate this shit. Right. And there's no reason that you should wake up or go out on a on a date or go out to eat or go out with friends for a night out and be scared for your life. Should never be that way. From the from from a people that are supposed to serve and protect us and B from the general public because they hold on to this ignorant mindset that is so outdated and should have never been like it's should have never been a part of history in the first place. Right. But we can't change that. What we can do is change the present. Exactly. We can, we can start changing the present to have a better future. And there's times where I'm glad you said that, like mm -hmm. you shouldn't have to go out and feel like you have to look over your shoulder. Yeah. I've been out with- You should with, go out and, have, and be able to just have fun right. and live life. And there's been times where I've been with my friend Reggie. Mm -hmm. We have, uh, I have a friend group. It's me, uh, Reggie, who's black. And then we have uh, a Hispanic, mm -hmm. uh, Ray, and then another white guy, Hunter. And we are like, that's that's the, that's the team. That, yeah. That's, that's my your squad. Power Rangers. Yeah, that's my Power Rangers. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's been times before where both Ray and Reggie will go somewhere and, uh, and me, me and Hunter just are, and they're like, you sure you want to go here? And we're like, yeah, why not? And they're like, yeah. I don't know, man, yeah. I don't feel comfortable. And then that's where like me and Hunter have that's to step up. I'm yeah. like, we're with you. Like, yeah. we're like, I shouldn't have to say, not you because should, you're yeah. with me, but we're with you. Be, like if anything happens, yeah. we got you. Like if anybody way, says anything, we're gonna step up because way, we are best friends, and you deserve to be here just like anybody else. The way this world should work, and the way this world—I shouldn't even say should—the way this world needs to work is, especially in fucking America. Yeah. Anybody of any race, of any sexuality, of any anything, mm -hmm. should be able to go freely, do what they want, have fun. And live their life, yep. not in fear. We're Absolutely. not. We're not like prayers for third world countries and war ridden countries. But we're not that, right? We right. are the supposedly the freest nation in the world. But yet, but yet we're still dealing with this shit, right? And it's yeah, it's hard. It's it's. Like I struggle, like I struggle every day. Like I put something, I, I made it a point that I'm not one of those that shares a bunch of articles on social media right. or states my opinion on social media. Right. I feel like, like I said in my in my other podcast, my personal podcast, is I make a statement and then I follow the action. My actions follow my statement. Absolutely. So in in a sense, yeah. I, I talk the talk and I walk the walk. Right. Right. So I talk the talk and I'm supporting. The Black Lives Matter movement, yeah. the Save Black Lives movement. I know where I stand, and anybody that does not, I mean, once again, like you said, yeah. it's racist versus anti-racist. That there's no, there's, there's no, no gray in between. Area. There's, there's no, no gray in between. Area. None. And if you're not on my team, if you're not on the team that I'm on, because I know for a fact the team that I'm on is the right team to be on. Right. There's no question in my mind. I've never been any sure of that in my entire life of anything. Right. 
If you're not on that, then you are you are the enemy, and you need to be excommunicated from this from this country. Yeah, I, I can't believe you would. It, it just it bothers me day in and day out when I talk to anybody that's not white, and yeah. they tell me like, "Oh, this guy is uh, giving me shit because I'm of this race." Why? Yeah. If you're not if you're not well, team everybody, like you said, well, it's just like. There's no need for it. There's no is, need for somebody yeah. to act out because the pigmentation of somebody's skin. Exactly. Why are you taking it? I could right now have a hundred people write down things that they love mm-hmm. and they don't even have to put the color. And you could go around and be like, man, I like this paper. When you yeah. know it, it's a black guy and you like him. Who cares about yeah, skin who color? Gives like, shit? But it's like, this is where I'm at is... I just completely lost my train of thought because I was trying. I had two or three things going through my head. It's once again, it's a matter of right and wrong, and we. I'm guilty. I'm not guilty of overlooking. You can say I overlooked. This is what I was gonna say. You can say I overlooked. I didn't overlook. Every time something like this happened. Whether it was the first, the first person, the second person, the third person in the news, fourth person, whether people will say it's the media like race baiting, I, like it doesn't matter. I don't know. It was something about like the George Floyd case, right? That was just like you know what? Because every time it happened, I'd be like, "What the fuck are you doing? Like, what the fuck are you guys doing, dude? Like, what what are you doing?" And then, and once again, you still have. I still had that hit my stomach of like, what can I do? What can I do? What can I, what I, and what I had convinced myself of is I just support my, support my black friends. Yeah, absolutely. Like be there for them, protect yep. them if I need to. Yep. And just know that if I'm with you, if somebody fucks with you and I'm with you, it, they're not, it's not going to happen. Right. Like I, right. I'm going to be that wall. Exactly. And, yeah, and yeah. I'm going to make yep. that person understand right. like this isn't happening here. Right. You, this isn't happening with this person. Right. But it's like I like I don't know. It's something ha- has ignited in my in my body of like listen, yeah. like it's it's just like I don't know if this is a good example or not. It's you have a friend that that keeps fucking up. And and you're 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 not saying he's gonna get better, you're just saying, listen, don't fuck up again. Don't what are you doing? Don't fuck up again. Yeah. Hey, what are you doing? Don't fuck up again. Right. And then that last time you're just like, you know what? I've had enough. I've had a fucking enough. Yeah. Like, I've. I, it's not giving people the benefit of the doubt. It's not overlooking. It's just like, you know what? Listen, you motherfucker, you guys are fucking up. Yeah. And I'm not dealing with it anymore. Right. And that, that I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's my journey. I'm not saying that's every white, white male's journey that feels the way I do. That's my journey. And I think whenever, like, black people, the black community are always going to support this, which they right. should, because As it's affecting their community. Right. But every white person that stands on the side of fighting these racists and racism needs to be at that point in their mind in their mindset where they're saying, "Fuck this! It's not happening again." Like I'm, like it's not. Like there's no, there's no other way around it. Yeah. If you if you fuck up, then you have consequences. Yeah. And those consequences yeah. are going to be swift, strong, and you're going to be done. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm not going to take and that's, any, like that's and, where and, I am. and it's and like you said, you, the right word and no, no, no more of this shit. 
There, there's yeah. no gray, like you said. No. From here on out, it's either or. It's not tolerated no. at all. And if and if you can't get that shit through your head, what? No matter if that's the way you were brought up, right. or that's your mindset, or you think you're bigger and better and better than somebody because of your race and theirs, like there's no room for you here. You need to take time to yourself if you feel like somebody doesn't belong in this world or they don't deserve an equal right. If you feel like that's the reason. It's because of their skin color. You need to have a sit-down conversation with yourself. Yes. You need to sit back and tell yourself, and no, excuse me, ask yourself, why am I this way? Why do you, why do I continue to want, not want to accept somebody of another color? Yeah. That is an internal battle that that person has to fight mm-hmm. and has to get rid of that because yeah. no matter what, mm-hmm. you need to be accepting of every single person. Exactly. But yeah, that's sorry. I could go on for I'm hours glad, about yes. this. <laughs> I'm glad. And I'm glad I'm, I, that took a lot of time, but I don't care. It I don't need to be said. Yeah, we, we talked about it before we got on here that we wanted to say something about it. So thank you for bringing it up. Yeah. yeah. And now, thank you guys for listening once thank again. You. All like any any race, any community. Right now, it's the black community that needs our help. Yeah. And that's what we're going to focus on. So Black Lives Matter. Save Black Lives. We love every single fucking one of you. Yeah. We and do. we will fight for every single one of you till the day that we die, right? Absolutely. Topic number one. All right, guys. Topic number one was sent in by fan Noah Seibert. So, Noah, if I said your name wrong, it's Dutch's fault because he told me how to say it. I'm pretty sure you say your name is Seibert. It's, expe- it's spelled see, exactly the that. way S-I-B-E with a would girl be that I used to care for. So yeah. Okay. So, we'll go with Sy- Noah Seibert. Thank you, not. Noah, for sending in. Uh, the question and what he wanted to talk about, which you were you were there for the entire the entirety I was, of it, yes, was in PWX. We did a John Schuyler versus Corey Hollis angle mm-hmm. that lasted one full year. Yeah, and it ended in two very distinctive matches that people have talked about since they happened. Uh, the first one was a no holds barred. Uh, it was actually unsanctioned match at PWX unsanctioned. It's available on on the High Spots Wrestling Network. Uh, between it was a match between them that was insane, uh, and then we followed that up with the I quit uh, cage match. Yes, i.e. Uh, Magnum TA and was it Magnum TA and Telly Blanchard? Yeah, was that yeah. Charlotte too? I don't know. I think so. Yes, and it wasn't Charlotte. And uh, sorry, I'm really rusty so, on my old old school. I, me too. 80s. Me too. It's horrible. Uh, but I have like his, his specific question was he wanted to know. Like who who all was involved in putting it together, and who all, uh, like how it all came about, and was was the thought process and everything. Yes, yeah, and yeah, was yeah. was the uh, cage match uh, in like respect to was that the end to game? the TA? Yes, it was for day one. Was that like no 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 no? Okay, the uh, what had happened? The way the people that were involved in putting it together were. Me and Brian overseeing Corey, Corey Hollis, uh, John Schuyler, and Kevin Kelly, mm. like putting it all together. And Is this at the beginning of Kevin's, it was well, it was it was a, the- I can't remember what year, but it was Rise of a Champion. Um, we had decided. See, Corey, Corey, and John had a little run as the Bruiserweights. Yeah, when they were on NXT and for a, for a good a few times, and they were getting looked at in a few other places. Yeah, Raw and yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And uh, 
So we decided we were going to do them as a tag team, which is, of course, they, they were in the experience together. That was before you came along, Dutch. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was. The experience, not to get off topic. Listen, this was, this was, have you ever seen pictures of this? No. Angry, this group? So the experience consisted of John Schuyler, mm-hmm. Corey Hollis, mm-hmm. Adam Page, mm-hmm. at one point C.W. Anderson, mm-hmm. and the manager was Steve Carino. Was this for the the when they did the K okay, uh, the your, war games. Your, your war games yes, the first one that you was, did that was the blow off of the experience was war games thought so okay yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, so after that. Corey, they were going through, and then they kind of quit doing the tag team stuff. So we came up with the concept. They came up with the concept, concept I should say, of them having a title match at Rise of a Champion and mm-hmm. losing, and Corey losing it and going crazy. Yeah. Which created the the crazy Corey Hollis gimmick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, this is still when he wore trunks, and he was just a wrestler, mm-hmm. like like the, the, the Corey Hollis, uh, AJ Styles-esque wrestler. Yeah. And... Um, so I came up with this concept, and we we knew now going he was, in he was like that AJ esque feel. Yeah, he had like before, the bikers. Yeah, he had the bikers did the before, cool moves. Because before, I was going to say, fast forward to d- today, he kind of incorporates that now. But he didn't during that year. Yeah, when he went like he went, he was more of a grounded crazy. wrestler. Yes. Yeah. He uh, Corey like listen, I, they're my friends. Yes, everybody on the freaking PWX roster is one. I, I consider I my friends, thing, yeah. but. Uh, Corey and John, from a, they've been around the block numerous times, mm-hmm. and from a storytelling perspective, are two of the best right, in the right. game, and especially when you give them freedom to put everything together, and uh, it, it also helps that they're friends. And they, and, oh, and, that's so much better when you're friends with somebody. Yeah, and they're, and they're friends, and they beat the shit out of each other, Yeah, because they're friends, and that's how wrestling works. I don't know why, but that's how wrestling works, but... um. So we knew it was going to be an extended angle. We uh, didn't know it was going to last a full year. I could be wrong about that. But uh, we went through – I'm going to kind of speed through this. We went through – we had the concept of them not – like him turning on John. Let's let John be a face. I I think John's a good face, but he's – I think he's a better heel just because of the way – like his – the way he works. I think he he can do both. I don't want to take anything away from him. But I think from the – from a – Fans' perspective in like PWX, better personally, like he's been around. He's been around for a while, so fans don't really like to cheer him that much. Um, <laughs> what, but what sense does that make? I don't know. You I said, mean, they, you they, said just, people don't like to cheer him because he's been around. Yeah, because I mean, just because like he's been around the block. Who cares? You cheer the guy when they're good. He's well, good. the thing is, is he's he's one of the best in PWX, and you can't take that away from him. Yeah. And so he's been at the top for a long time. I can understand the same thing, if somebody's the same been with, at the, the top. The same thing with Ethan Case. Right. Like Ethan's, Ethan's one of the best. Like, yeah. From a present, from like full package. And, and I've so told he's, Ethan that too. I, I've told him personally, I'm like, you're one of my favorite wrestlers to watch because you, I just love his work. Yeah. And I you're like, you when, you're, when, you're, when you're the best and we and you continue to sell tickets and sell merch and be a main player and, Create. We keep recreating you to make you like to make the fans like love you or hate you. Right. Then you're then you're gonna stay at the top. And right, right, yeah. And people, including John Schuyler and Corey Hollis, took time off to refresh their gimmick and come back and come back. Right. Yeah. So continue. Sorry. So we fast forward, fast forward. We introduced Katie 
into the yep. mix is, is Skylar's uh, love interest. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that was a way to get people from a booking standpoint, that was a way to get people to get on Skylar's side because now using Corey harassing and then eventually <clears throat> like DDTing Katie. Yeah. Like that's. Was that Gastonia? Yes. I do. Okay. I remember that. Well, no, no, no. He didn't DDT Katie. Uh, because Katie's got neck issues, uh, he bumped her. No, he didn't bump her. He he. We were doing the contract signing, and he grabbed her, and then Skylar came out. And then he put Skylar through a table. Yes, yeah, that's why. Yes, happened. yes. But yes. it's it's the it's the same thing that we did with uh, when Skylar had now he the DDT'd Skylar on the concrete. Yes, that's who he DDT'd. Yes. Yes, you're right. Yeah. The uh, in the in the rampway. Yes. Yeah. And we it's it's something we've used numerous times in like we used it with Skylar and uh Henry. Yeah, 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 yeah. When okay. yeah, yeah. When when Skylar DDT'd Amber. Yeah. Uh, in that in that whole feud. <laughs> but um but we knew that it we knew that we were going to the unsanctioned match. And the pro- like the problem with year long feuds or I should say extended feuds, is not everybody's going to fall in love with it. Right. You have to have two talents. I mean, there's still fans to this day of PWX that say, like, why did it take so long? Why was it? It was just an old-school style feud. And it People was, just don't get old school and, anymore. And the like, the presentation was great. The you have two of the best that that that's why I didn't really worry about it is because both of those guys are good enough to make it work. Let them work their magic. Exactly, yeah. and and that's what you just have to sit back and say, listen, this these guys, this is your story. Yep, have and at they did it. it, and they did. And uh, the interesting part about this is after the unsanctioned match, we were all very like ecstatic how because it was really. A captivating match, and right. and like the everything, nobody really got seriously injured. Right. It seriously uh, injured. Yeah. Make sure you it, remember that. Yeah. Nobody it, got seriously. Yeah. Injured. Every in, in those kind of matches, somebody always gets injured. Somebody I mean, I think Scholar had a cut. Uh, really Corey cut his like had a cut from going through the table, but it's just yeah. It's like I remember the talk that I had with John and Corey were when we when we were planning this is like listen guys you have to understand i, I know you know this but I, I it's my job to put a spotlight on it yep. is if you're going to if you're going to push something this far or this long mm-hmm. like you cannot shit the bed with the with the blow off match. right yeah like you cannot like that match has to deliver yeah. because if it doesn't it's going to be hogan sting and that and you know I, mean? I and I'm a huge everybody knows I love Sting and I to this day don't think there is a storyline that was told better than Sting versus Hogan with the shittiest match possible. Yeah. With the oh yeah. And it's, it's, and, and and that's that's backstage politics. It's not politics per se, but that's Hogan telling Sting from multiple, it's not just Bischoff and Hogan, but this is like Sting himself. Like Sting didn't want that title. Yeah, Sting was Sting was a in a very depressive state, and Hogan's like, "You got to go over, brother. Like, yeah, you this, this is it. I can't just beat you. Beat like, you. What, if I beat what, you, it then, kills you. It, it, that's what he was saying. And yeah. Sting was like, "Well, I don't want." And Sting did not kick out of the that leg drop on purpose because he was like, I don't want the belt. Yeah. So then that's why they had to send Brett out, and that's why everything happened. But that's I could talk an hour. About but, that, uh, but yeah, but yeah, so. Then, then that delivered, and 
I don't. I can't remember. Like God, I hate. I hate that I can't remember right now. It's hard because everything blurs. Yeah. Oh yeah. Everything. Like, everything you do from last year blurs together for yeah. me. The, I forget which tours are different for New Japan. Oh yeah. <laughs> I do that all the time. The I can't remember if going into unsanctioned, we knew that we were going to come back with the cage match. I'm not sure. I think because. When I, and I don't think we did because I remember when when plan, when deciding that we wanted to try do the cage match, we it was definitely a callback or uh, in honor of or in respect to TA and Tolly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The I quit. I mean, that was yeah. the whole. And I believe this it was the same ending, like the something to that, like getting to the, the spike to the and eye and Corey it was giving up to it. Yeah, and uh, like that. Skylar's really big on. Like trying to recreate history, like when it honoring honoring yeah. history yeah. in yeah. in adding like a new feel and new yeah, uh, yeah. Yep. like a new presentation to it right right and uh, I remember the talk about the talk with them of saying like listen okay yeah I had to talk with you about if you're gonna la- if this storyline is gonna last a year it's got the ma- the match has to deliver or else you guys are done. Like you can't, you, you, not much you you'll can never do gain that. the respect of the fans yeah. again because you've asked them to follow you on the storyline through the entire year. Yeah. yeah. Like, and you have to give them that, that exclamation point, that last, right. that last paragraph in the last chapter. Right. And it's got to, and it's got, and they got to close that book and say, this was worth the read. Right. Yeah. And yeah. the, then you turn around and you say, okay, well that, that delivered, let's do this cage match. And then you're like, so, the cage match has to be better than unsanctioned. It has to be because if it's not, then because you're then, like, then you're just nah. like you're overstaying your welcome. Like you have the perfect, yeah. yeah. And but but it was all built on Corey was taking time off, and we knew that, and <clears throat> Corey had some stuff he had to do, and was being looked at, and so that that was a way that we could like write you Corey did it, off. You did it perfectly too, where if Corey wasn't able to come back. You didn't have to worry too much. Yeah. And that that's the whole purpose is like, well, Corey's not here. Okay, we can move on. Yeah. And then it still leaves that what if. Well. What if he comes back? What's going to happen? Yeah. And it's like the problem is is we didn't have a solid plan for Corey to come back. Right. And that's I think that's what that, not, not necessarily hurt his comeback, but didn't. Like it, it, it couldn't be what it would, and and I take full responsibility, and like I know, I'm not, I'm not just, I was the booker for PWX for a long time, and the writer, and me and Brian came up with stuff, and I'd get people's opinions, and I, and I've had different people come in and help mm-hmm. throughout throughout the history of PWX, and I've had to pick up after like Jake was the booker before me, and right, uh, right. Jake Jake is unbelievable. And Jake has has helped me tremendous. Jake Manning has helped me tremendously with different stuff. Like when I was right. Evo, Jake Manning helped me so much with the booking, and I, I like I credit Jake with a lot. Of I credit happened. I credit well I credit Jake for teaching me, like right. being one of my teachers of how to book <clears throat> and how to lay out storylines and stuff. Right. But um, but it's where was I going with that? <laughs> Shit. I forgot where I was going with it. But for lack of a better, like, 
I don't fucking know. We I've talked too much about it, so we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna take it home. Well, I'll, actually, I want to get your take on it. So, okay. so go ahead. From did you at any point in time through it? Because once again, like we said in the opening, you don't know a lot of. I'll talk with you sometimes about like what what we've talked about and what we right, but and, it's not like a need to know basis, right? And that's the thing. And during this um, feud. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really filled in what was going to happen or anything. I do, I did go talk to Skylar and Corey at times. Another thing, that, they another thing that they're like big on is telling you, right? And like, okay, we're listening. This is going to happen. We need, me. yeah, we need this shot. Yeah, Skylar will find me. I'm like, when I have this shit eating grin, I want you to get in my face. And and usually, about ninety percent of the time. Skylar can tell me what shot he wants, and I'm going to get the shot that he wants. And he's good and, enough. And he's then, good enough with the cameras to position himself so you can and get it. Exactly. And there's been times like, uh, was it? It was. During the cage match, I got the really badass shot yeah. of, of uh, Skylar. Skylar was walking up, and I rotated around him. And as I was rotating around, I went down. And, and I got Corey on the cage and Skylar looking up at him. And, and I... <laughs> It's one of the proudest moments because I thought to myself, "Fucking a, that was awesome." Oh yeah. But at the same time, Patrick goes, "Oh," <laughs> in your ear. He's yeah. like, Jeez. "Oh," and half the time I can hear the the back losing their shit when there's yeah. a good shot yeah. or anything, yeah. and it's funny. But um, oh, like, man. did you ever think my left leg's asleep? Yeah. Oh. Did you ever think that the it was going on too long? So. I didn't think it went on too long because I was enjoying it. Mm-hmm. I think people today, and this is any fan that is a... Be careful. They want, anybody they that's... Like, they anybody want that's, that's, that's yeah. exactly what I was going to say. People that have been watching wrestling for the past 15 years, I can say that want that instant gratification because before WCW was mm-hmm. uh, bought by WWE... You didn't have instant gratification stuff like that. You had long, lengthy uh, rivalries, and it, it was tasty to see what they would do next. So me, personally, every time I would see Scott, I'm like, and uh, that's not it. And yeah. this is not you it. Just wait, yeah. And I'm like, oh, this has got to be it. They've been, been teasing it for three months. Here comes the fourth month, and you son nope. of a bitch, yeah. Patrick. <laughs> God, <laughs> Skyler, Corey, come on. So then it got to the point where it's like, there's no way. All right, all right. Oh, shit, it actually happened. So yeah. when it finally happened, that's when it was, that's when, you know, you cash out because you tease there's not enough teasing in wrestling today yeah there's not enough to me there's personally there's too much foreshadowing yeah there's way too cut the shit man you don't need to foreshadow people they're we're not 10 yeah. and that's something i don't like i love the fact that you tease there's a difference between tease and foreshadowing well yes. the foreshadowing is that they were going to eventually fight yes but they teased it every time there's a tease yeah. there's a tease there's a tease there wasn't like a foreshadow it was like if you hit me i'm going to come after you next month like that's foreshadowing cuz then i think a good example is foreshadowing is the Rock and Cena announcing their wrestling next year, WrestleMania, the day after the WrestleMania they just wrestled. That is a ton of... Fo- that's teasing, not even a tease. Teasing is the mega powers exploding, 
which I know you weren't there for. I, because, I remember bits of pieces. But it's like yeah. it's like you they just tease like Macho Man getting up more upset and Hogan Hogan putting his hand on Elizabeth See that? Hip. Yeah, right. That's, that's right. doing it right. Right. And I, I liked Corey and Hollis's storyline a lot. I thought the cage, what did you say? Hollis and Scholars. What did I say? Corey and Hollis. Shit. Corey and Hollis are two different <laughs> people. Apparently. <laughs> Skyler and Corey. Yeah. Um, they did hell of a job in that cage match, man. That was a badass match. And I remember the blood. Holy shit. Yeah. Scholar's like, a bleeder. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he channels his inner flair on that shit. Yeah. But my God, it, it I enjoyed that match a lot. And I enjoyed the sanctioned match. And they just they beat the crap out of each other. And that's what made that match like super, super good and super appetizing is they know each other. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like if me and Patrick had a match, I'm going to like, oh, yeah. Patrick, we'd lay in. I'm almost stiffy on this yeah. kick. Yeah. And I'm like, well, just All don't right. knock me out, yeah, but kick be me. Safe. Give, give me about <laughs> 65. I'm going to go 70. I'm okay. Like 70. But Shit. like, okay. you, you, you know what you can and can't do with your friends. Yeah. And that's something that especially when you're doing a rivalry with a friend, you think the same mm-hmm. and different at the same time. Yeah. And that's what makes the magic. I think that it uh, like in another piece to that is this what happens when you have two wrestlers that that appreciate and uh, honor the art form of professional especially wrestling. Especially honoring the heritage. Yes, the heritage wrestling. and the art. Like, if you if we we need to put a like I know it's been a few years now, but we need to put a like an interview slash like timeline DVD or not, but on demand piece together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About that feud and let them talk about it and explain. Let them go it through and, it. And, yeah, be because then you then you understand the art, like the art and the mind and the incredible minds of both of those individuals or everybody that was involved in it. They're- freaking smart yeah i mean whether you smart. whether you like would, them or you like it from a wrestling standpoint whether you like them or hate them right like they're two of the best right i would love to sit down and have a talk with Corey about wrestling pretty sure he hates me though but it's okay yeah Corey hates everybody well that's a known fact yeah. though but Especially uh when you call out your fan of pissing yeah <laughs> but yeah so uh once again noah thank you for that question i hope i covered all the bases if not you're more than welcome to message us on social media and i'll talk, talk about to you it. more about it talk yeah, to you honestly, more about it. i can yeah. talk about that I, and like i said i might i might try especially if this epidemic goes on or pandemic i should say goes on uh longer i might try to put together get Corey up here in Scholar and put together a do, uh, like a little documentary dvd that talks about like a timeline yeah, of how i would love that i would down. watch the shit out of that that'd be fun it would be fun. The problem is that's very time consuming. <laughs> for It'd be me. amazing. For me. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah. So, thank you, Noah. And I guess it's time for topic. What's his last name? Number Cybert. All right, cool. Cybert. Pretty sure it's Cybert. Yes. <laughs> thank you. But yeah. So, topic number two. All right, guys. Topic number two was sent in by Anthony Johnson. Thank you, Anthony. And I love this question because I think I've talked about a few top of my top moments in PWX, but uh, I've never given like a top five. So he asked, what's your top five moments of PW- in PWX for the last year and for like all time and all mm-hmm. time? So Dutch, if you, if you can, I, I can easily pick up five. I want to pick up five 
of all time. I can do moments, but if I you can't want to do, do a, a year, you can't. Well, you just do, just throw um, out. I don't care if you have three moments. I don't care if you have ten moments. Just throw out some top moments. Is it so. okay if two of them involve me? I don't care. Okay. I mean, why not? Why wouldn't that be one of your? I'm top just saying. Hey, I don't want people to he's putting hey, himself hey, over, you brother. Do, you do you, <laughs> and you put yourself over as much as you can. <laughs> but uh, I'll go. I'll go first. One of my top moments was. Uh, I'll do this Samoa Joe in PWX. Was this your? Is this your top or just one of? Um, no, no, no. This is just one of. Okay. I'm just gonna go. I'm not gonna put them in any order. I'm just gonna talk about five different <laughs> top moments of all time. Uh, I've always been a big, and this is just a personal mm. moment for me. I've always been a huge fan of Samoa Joe. And this was. Uh, this is actually like two weeks after the conversation me and him had in. Oh yeah, uh, the most fantastic conversation. Oh my with god, Samoa Joe, I, love and I never Samoa thought Joe. he would be that kind of guy. Oh, talk. dude, I love him. <laughs> um, but uh, like it was Samoa Joe versus Cedric. It's available on the High Spots. All of this is available on the High Spots Wrestling Network. And Samoa Joe versus Cedric might be. I'm not. I'm not 100 sure. I'm about 75 percent sure. It might be available for free on the PWX YouTube page, which is youtubecom backslash Wrestling. Dope. Um, and check it out. I believe it, I, it's, it was from, God, I can't remember the name, but, uh, I remember I talked to Joe and I asked him if I could use his old school music, ring of honor music. Mm-hmm. That was the, uh, do you remember, uh, the, I think it's the Muhammad Ali movie with Will, with Will Smith. I uh, didn't see that movie, but it's, it goes, I mean, it, I think this is, it might be something that really happened, but it's like, dun, 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 dun. The champ is here. The champ is here. It's, I mean, it's, it's a clip. You can find it online. Like, it's a yeah, clip from the yeah, movie. Yeah. But it's like a beat. And, like, that's the way his music started. Oh, okay. And it's like, yeah, yeah. and he goes, the champ is here. And he came out to that. And, dude, like, there's moments. I know we talked about the Liger moment. Or me and Brad on the Tuesday special. God, I'm getting all this. I have to do too many fucking podcasts. Uh, me and Brad talked about the Liger moment yeah. of like Liger's music hitting and us seeing him. You know that story of mm-hmm. us seeing him yeah. like yeah. in the fog and you're just like, what? This is, he looks like a fucking superhero. Oh, but uh, so freaking like cool. there, there's so many moments. Like Riddle was one of them when yeah. Riddle came in and like Saber when was he fought one of uh, them. Henry. Yeah, when Saber was one of Saber was one of them. Uh, whenever he fought when he came in the first time when he wrestled Cedric and Hickory. Um, but you hear the music that you've heard. <laughs> like forever and like ring, whether it be ring of honor, whether it be progress, whether it be WWE, whether it be like anywhere and you hear it and then you see him walk out and you're just like, Oh my oh, God, like shit. I'm, we're, I'm a part of this. Yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah, I help yeah, make yeah. this happen. Yeah. And, one, and once again, I, I assume him being such a freaking awesome dude plays a big part of it. Yeah. But yeah, dude, that that's one of my top ones. Um, so, a moment that I remember very distinctly. I cannot remember if it's the same night or not, but I have two matches that stick out very well, and I know pretty damn sure one of them was my first night, but we're going to find out. Mm-hmm. There was a match between Henry and Riddle that was Gastonia. I know that for a fact. Um, they beat the dog shit out of each other. That wasn't Riddle. Riddle what? I don't think that was Riddle. I have a video of those two fighting. Maybe it wasn't Gastonia, but I have a video oh. of them fighting. I do remember that they were at PWX, and they were... I'll pull up the was video it, on... You're not talking snap. about Ciampa, are you? No, it wasn't Ciampa. Okay, okay. I know for a fact it wasn't Ciampa. It was Riddle and Henry. Okay. And they... Man, that, that match was yeah. pretty brutal. And um, 
I remember that because that was the match that sold me on independent wrestling. Okay. Because before this, I wasn't a big indie guy, so I am still very new to the independent scene. Yeah. I'm still new. I'm only five years into it. And so people will say something about, oh, did you see when so-and-so was... I didn't know what Ring of Honor was. Yeah. Until... I got with Patrick. Um, I remember that. I also remember Elijah versus Ethan, and they tore apart the ring. And I remember that they pulled back the Mm. canvas, and they pulled back the padding. And I want to say somebody did a jackhammer onto... Elijah. Elijah did on the Ethan. On Ethan. On the wood. Yeah. And then also, Elijah did an elbow drop to Ethan to the outside. Mm -hmm. Uh, it was in Gastonia. That was in Gastonia. I know that for sure because I remember I was sitting on the bleachers when it happened. Dude. Yeah. That shit was awesome. Yeah. And I'm like sitting there like, they do this all the time? What the hell is going on? <laughs> I loved that match. I remember that match still to this day, man. God, it was awesome. Let me see. Uh, one, if, if it's not my – well, I'll, I'll go this route. Uh, there was two Rise of a Champions. I can't tell you what number they were, but I remember the first one was at the first mm-hmm. one was at uh, Cabarrus Arena. The second one was at Ziggy's. Mm-hmm. And Winston Salem. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I only if, know that because of concerts. Oh yeah, dude. I wish <laughs> I wish you were around when we did Ziggy's. Ziggy's was so fun. God. Such so one of my favorite venues. What a small venue, but. Fun oh, it was. Hell, they, they were the the people like the general manager was amazing. The staff were awesome. Uh, we had a, such a good repertoire with them. Uh, I remember AJ Styles coming in when he wrestled Cedric, and him saying, <clears throat> "I remember after the show, we were talking. I was talking to him, and he goes, dude, you guys like turned this into a soundstage. Like you've turned Ziggy like this bar into a soundstage. It looks yeah, amazing. Yeah, and it's in kudos. And I, I, I'll never forget that. Uh, one, another one of the nicest guys I've ever met in my yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, there was the, uh, we basically I, I was working with Cedric and Caleb, Cedric Alexander, Caleb Conley, and we did they did not the same match, but the same story in their match. Right. And they switch, they switch sides. Like they switch, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. is like is like face off. Right, yeah, yeah. Like the first, uh, the first. I, I can't get into all the details because I don't remember them. I, I think the first, uh, the first. I'm trying to remember if I believe the first year, Caleb was a face, Cedric was a heel, and the, they wrestled for 45 mm. minutes, and Cedric was stomping on Caleb's head until he passed out. Oh, and and like ended the, curb the match. Stomp? No, like had him, in, had him in like a line tamer stomping on his head. Oh, or something, okay, okay, okay. Something okay, to okay, that okay. effect where the ref stopped the match. Yeah, like yeah, the, yeah, he, yeah. Could, he couldn't right, answer right. the call. Uh, and then the next year, Vice versa. Caleb did the same thing to Cedric and nobody ever pointed it out. God. And it was like, and, and I remember talking to him and they're like, we, we can pull this off. Let's do it. That's that's like that's amazing moments for me right. is when you work with talents and, and, you, and you're all on the same I page. I kind of want to go back and watch wanting, this now. Oh yeah. yeah. Is this, this Caleb Conley with uh long hair? This is the, the emo? half shaved. Yeah. The emover? The I call it the Japanese Caleb Conley. <laughs> the uh the emover. Yeah. So that's that's like that's one of my favorite moments. Um The Rise of Slim J. Holy crap, that was meteoric. I just like 
I mean, I'll let you finish. I like how organic that happened. See, that's that's what I okay. So if you don't know, pure is it used to be kind of sort of what you would call a developmental league. Mm -hmm. It's not really like that anymore. Well, it's kind of grown. It's, it created its own identity. Yeah, it's created yeah. its own identity. It's kind of like NXT is the WWE, yeah. but now people consider it, you know, its own, it's, its own entity. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is about Pure, it, the whole purpose was no storylines, no nothing. Go in there, prove your worth. Yeah. And the very first night, um, it was the first night, it was uh, Slim J and. Cross. Uh, it was Marcus Cross. Marcus Cross. Slim, well, that, the crazy thing about Slim J is people had told me about Slim J forever. And uh, I went through this guy. There's a gentleman in Georgia, and a lot of people know him, named Bill Barons. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've, I've only, I had only ever worked with him before for AJ when we brought AJ in. Right. And uh, Corey put me in contact with him. Or he, he had reached out, or somebody had reached out for Marcus Cross and Griff Garrison. And uh, it was our first show. That I mm -hmm. liked them. They had just done Ring of Honor in Charlotte. So I was like, yeah, I'd like to take a look at them. Well, then Griff Garrison like breaks his ankle like two weeks before the show. Yeah. So Bill, me and Bill are texting back and forth. And Bill's like, well, I have uh, Jeremy, who is Slim J. Yeah, yeah. They can take a spot if you're cool with that. And I was like, and I text Corey because Corey knows all those guys because he yeah. did uh, – the wild side stuff or whatever it is now. Um, and Corey's like, yeah, Slim Jay's good. And Corey's been one of the proponents of like Slim Jay, you need to bring in Slim Jay. You need to bring in Slim Jay. Right, right. So like Slim Jay. He's kind of been on that wagon. Slim Jay started because Griff Garrison got hurt and he just filled oh, in. man. And then like he, <clears throat> I, I was impressed with him, but like Shay, Shay Shay broke his ankle in that match and, and that just match. Ruined, and messed up the whole like didn't yeah. ruin the match but messed up like the flow of the whole match right right and because it was it was like I remember the moment that I was like I, I literally did the face movement of like when he broke his ankle no 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 oh, of Slim J yeah I literally like it is really really hard and it's because I've seen so much wrestling yeah for me to literally like drop my eyes that way and go. Okay, and then you've got my attention. Is when he did his um, top rope, not top rope, but oh, when he his reverse uh, Rana or whatever you want to call the, the, it, the bulldog. You talking about where he jumps and no, no, no. Ball. It's whenever he ha has on top of the middle of the rope. Slim, if you are listening to this, please name the move. If you do have a name, please send it to me. <laughs> I don't know what the hell it's called, but he puts his hands on and then he has. One oh, foot on the shoulder, another foot. Head scissor, he, yeah, the head scissors. Yeah, the head scissors. Yeah. Okay. So it's when he cool did move. that, I went. He does the. Oh, I was like, yeah, I was like, okay. I literally like as a cameraman was like, shit. Mm, okay, mm, we're, what is this? We're, we're, this is awesome. And then after that, it was just match after match. It grew and it grew and it grew. And then the next thing you know, man, they just wanted him to be yeah. on the main roster so bad you couldn't say no to it. Yeah. And then he won the match. The was it please say I'm right. I think it was a fatal four way to see yes. who would get an opportunity into to go into opportunity knocks. Opportunity knocks, you're right. Yeah, opportunity right. knocks. And then he did the slide down the left. <laughs> the with the chair. Oh, God. And I will never forget that. He I, okay. So I had a conversation with him. I was like what are you doing? When you did this, what was your 
thought process. He said, I didn't think, brother. I just did it. I did it in Georgia and it worked. <laughs> and he's like, he he's like, I just, I wonder if it'd work. And I did it and it worked. And I was like, man, I was scared for you. I was like, I was scared going down. <laughs> well, dude, it's, I remember whenever I think of Slim J, I remember. But when he won the, when he won it, that, that whole rise and then he won the X-16. opportunity knocks and oh, then. No, he won X-16. X-16, yeah, excuse me. And then won the belt. And then won the belt. Uh, God, yeah, he didn't win the opportunity knocks. He won X-16, excuse me. When he won X-16, and then he won the title, the reactions, the people are the reason I remember that moment so well. So good. Every time I think about Slim J, I think about a conversation I had with Kevin Kelly when I I remember talking and me saying that I think Slim J is going to be the next guy. I know he's in pure, but we can build him through pure and into. And Kevin goes, yeah, I watched the last pure. And for somebody that's been in the business this long and is that good and is not discovered is lightning in a bottle. So you need to push him as fast and as soon as you can. Yeah, yeah I agree. And, 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 I, and I was like, I agree with you 100%. But I always remember Kevin Kelly saying that to me. But um, let me see. One of, if not my favorite moments ever, just because of everyone involved and uh, the build to it and the, like, all the moments that we, that we as a whole, being me, Brian, John Schuyler again, and Jake Manning, building to Jake Manning, putting his career on the line and winning the title. Yeah, yeah. Was, I think that was right after I joined, or right before you, I joined. That was right before. Right before it I was joined. at. Uh, I didn't see him as champion. You didn't. I did not see him as champion. The if you watch any match from PWX, that like what's the word I'm looking for? That it, it, I want to say encapsulates, but that's not the right word. I don't even know if that's a word. But encapsulates if it, is a word. Is it? <laughs> So, so we'll say, I don't know if I'm writing that. I, wanna, I don't know if I'm using that in the right context. If you want to put PWX context. in a nutshell. Well, yeah. If you want to see how we, how we, when working together, make get the fans to care about someone mm-hmm. like they did about Jake Manning and hate John Schuyler the way they hated John Schuyler. Yeah. And and the, like the the fact that me and me and we had placed me and Brian in a to a point of we're trying to screw over Jake. Right. And like George South was involved, mm-hmm. and I re- like I remember everything. Oh, you got an old Georgie yeah, boy out there, dude. I, it's like everything that uh, well, and that might be a place because that's when I left PWX. Mm-hmm. Like that night was my last night with them until like a few months later when I came back when they were having some issues, and like I took it in and like I remember watching that match and just being like tearful. And just being like, man, I, I appreciate everything. Because I, I was I was done. Like, yeah. I was in my head, I was done with wrestling. Right. I, I, I had had enough of it. I had, You needed that that recharge. And yeah, you got it. Yeah. And then he came and back. And then it. yeah, you think and that match that you watched with Jake winning gave you that fire again? I just, maybe. I think that... I think that I always get the fire again because I'm so scared of, that, of this... Com- of PWX dying. I'm so yeah. scared of it like losing what it was really meant to be. Right. And I'm so uh protective of that that I can't just I can't just walk away and stand in the shadows and watch it just right. burn yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. But uh but that that in the twelve years that I I mean I've seen some amazing reactions and uh 
in my 12 years, that was the most genuine, biggest reaction I have ever seen at a yeah. PWX show. That was just like like genuine love for A, the people involved's performance. Yeah. And B, like the character that was the man scout, Jake Manning. Yeah. And yeah. and his yeah. journey to that win. Right, right. And and it's what's crazy about it is Jake Jake's one of the like four pillars of PWX. Like he's been there from the start. Right. Like right. I remember Miss like Mr. Elite Jake Manning. Or I think it was like Mr. Elite because it was Elite Icons. It was the icon uh Joey Sylvia and Elite Jake Manning, like Elite Jake Manning. Yeah, it's so weird to hear and, him with another persona. Dude, and uh <laughs> like Jake's been there forever. And the fact that just it and I don't even want, I don't even want to take credit for it. Just to sh- just to this perfect example of how good and how knowledgeable and how smart Jake Manning is. Right. And John Schuyler to put that together and make people care that much to get that kind of reaction for him to win. That right. once again that we talked about earlier that has been on top or a part of the company for the for past so, yeah, yeah. eight years, yeah. eight or right, nine years right. or ten years. He's that, been up at there. That time. Right. Yeah. So that's that's one of my I've got big ones. I've got three, but they kind of run together. Okay. Um, you throw this one, then I'll throw one last one out, and we'll take this. Yeah. Thing home. So, uh, bravado when he won X sixteen. Mm-hmm. Son of a bitch, man. That's one of the best pops I ever heard, and yeah. I actually got tearful for it because the. If you didn't know the storyline, the storyline was bravado could not get a win to save his damn life. He couldn't get a like a grip on anything. He screwed up. He was losing. He, he couldn't couldn't fight his way out of a wet paper bag. Even yeah. when he had the match won, he was still losing them. And uh, <clears throat> you feel for him because you're like, he's good as shit. Yeah. He was really good. Um, and then he, he goes out and he's like, if I don't win X-16, I'm going to retire. Yeah. But you're kind of sitting there like, well, he's not going to win it. I mean, he's not winning. There's so many. There's there's just what's, what was, well, maybe maybe he goes to the finals and he loses, and that's how he goes out. There's yeah. no way he can win it because then you look at the talent pool that was in that tournament. You're like, son of a bitch. Yeah, people yeah. like Matt Seidel and um, Boss and um, Corey. You had so many people <clears throat> that were on such a run. That and see, that's what made Bravado's victory that much sweeter because he yeah. fought Corey at the end, and people. Hated, yeah, <laughs> with a passion. Like the that the oh. way the way we set all that up through that entire tournament, and even and Corey beat Boss, and he beat him. Try to remember how he beat him. He beat him on some yeah, yeah, on well, some bull. Brady Brady hit it. Oh, hit that's him in the it. Back yeah, of yeah, chair. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was like, it was some bull. I remember that. I was like, yeah. every every match was bullshit with Corey in that. Right, right. That was the way you build. Like that's how you build somebody. Like you have somebody who's put their career on the line, that's busted their ass and had Dude. like solid match after solid match that pushed them and pushed them and pushed them. Right, the whole tournament. Then you have this other guy who's bullshitted his way through the entire with Brady. And you're like, oh, he's gonna. Like, it, and, and the and thing people, is, and people think like people think Corey's my boy. Patrick's gonna put Corey over. I don't make those decisions. So I have when, a say in those decisions, but like, and that that just played into it is like, yeah. oh, you think we're gonna put Corey over? <laughs> uh, swerve. Yeah, so swerve. Corey, or not Corey, but the fans. I always hear what the fans say because I'm the cameraman out there, and they're like, oh, it's Patrick's boy. He's gonna put him over. Yeah. And did I know? I don't think I knew. 
You didn't know that. I don't think I knew because we I kept told it close I, to the chest. I like said close. I didn't want to know either, and yeah. uh, I remember not knowing. Well, and when he won, I kind of lost my shit. I mean, and if you don't know when I'm there, there's <laughs> apparently a, I'm a, a very yeah. charismatic yeah. cameraman. You can, I'm like, what? The? I was gonna, I was gonna say Dan, Dan's cram. Um, <laughs> Dan, yeah, Dan always dude. gets videos of me. There's one where Tessa and Sue. So we got, oh, the, oh, dude, the Tessa Sue shot is your best. That wasn't that's the PW- best shot. Was that, a, that was at PWX, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's your best shot of your career God, to, up to this point. I'm not going to say you're not going to get a better shot than that. As of amazing. right now, yeah, the the Skyler Hollis and then the the, the Sue Young. <laughs> no, the Sue, the Sue Tessa shot was the, Sue the Tessa greatest shot, is shot beyond ever. light years. It's a movie but, shot. Yeah, it's so good. If you ever get a chance, go look up their match. It was Rise of a Champion, wasn't it? Yeah. Two years ago? Yeah, it was so good. But, um... So that was one of them. Well, to, to, a funny fact about, and this might be getting too, like, too into how, like, too close to the base. What is the terminology? Not too close too to close baseball. To no, too, too insider baseball. Too this might be getting too baseball. insider baseball, which is like too, you're getting too inside. Too into inside of the, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, Harlem, yeah. Clint. came to us, I can't remember what show it was. It might be Lights Out. And said, can I talk to you guys real quick? Me and the other people that are involved in the booking committee. And it was, it was, it was three of us. Because uh, Brian was doing, had taken right. care of something. And uh, chairs. And we said, yeah. And I won't get into the details of the conversation, but I remember him saying, I think I should win an X-16 and this is why. And he just put it out there. And I had I had good of a case, and we had it had been because once again we had numerous people that we could do we could give that to, right? We had numerous people, and then one and then as a booker or as a creative member of the creative team, you have to figure out does it who we can help, who we can hurt, does does it make sense? Like, does it make sense? Does this person really need to do this to get to right, where, right. or is their trajectory already there? Right, and and all that comes to play, and that's what that's that, that's what determines whether you're good at doing it booking in that in yep. it or not it's making those calls and i remember him having an answer for every question i asked right every time i shot something down or i questioned like well what about this well what about this no no, no. well and he had an answer for it right and when he left i remember looking at the other two individuals that were on the booking team and me saying listen i don't know right now if it's the right call but one of the main factors of me deciding who's going to be the next champion is about how passionate they are about this company. Right. And how pa- and how much passion they have in holding that belt and representing that belt. And, and he showed that. Yes. But like tenfold. And uh, I'm not going to say if we decided, like if he we decided he's going to be champion yeah. or not, that's remains to be seen. Yeah. Because once again, you can make your uh, uh, hop, uh, hip, hypothesis. hypothesis. You make yeah, that's right. Hypothesis. <laughs> you can make your hypothesis or your educated Teaching guess on what's going to happen at Rise of a Champion <laughs> when it actually happens. But you have to ask yourself: Does it help Harlem's case to go? Does it help his character? Right to win like, or to lose. win, or does it help his character to lose? Right, right. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. there's there's an interesting story in either one of those avenues. Right. Yeah. 
absolutely. I what love. What I can't happens, wait to finish yeah. it too. What yeah. happens when someone puts everything out there and they don't succeed? Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's that's almost a more interesting <laughs> um, story than somebody succeeding. So going into so sorry. So I, I, no, no, I wanted to talk about that, but so going into that, um, my number one. No, let's go number two. Okay. But it sucks because number two. We're gonna finish on this one because we're running long. Okay. Uh, number two, or let me just put Battlefield X. <clears throat> um, I didn't know that I wasn't gonna. Oh, I knew I was gonna be in Battlefield X. Mm. Literally the minute. My match was over with Cade. Yes. As soon as I walked back there, um, after the the Cade match, I walked back there, and I'm going to skip ahead until I saw the person that told me. Um, when I got done, <laughs> Skylar goes, hey. And I'm like, oh, shit. And I'm like, hey, <laughs> what's up? And I mean, he was like, you know, the walk. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, man. And he's like, dude, that was he was like, dude, that was freaking baby awesome. Sorry, sorry, baby. <laughs> He's like, dude, that was freaking awesome. And yeah. I was like, oh, thank you, man. He's like, no, that dude, don't be oh, humble. Yeah. That was amazing. He was like, you're in freaking Battlefield X now. And I was like, okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, bu- like, no bullshit. Everybody was putting your performance over yeah, from, and the, from the Cade match. So uh, Battlefield X comes up. And the reason I really liked Battlefield X, not just because I was in it, <laughs> Funny, funny story. Um, I couldn't get my hook off my uh, pants yeah. for my camera. And <laughs> go ahead and put it out there because people thought it was cool because they, they saw me going like this over there. Yeah. They thought I was pumping myself up before I was going in the match. But you were getting mad. I, I couldn't get my... <laughs> I was getting pissed because I couldn't take my hook off. And if you don't know, my hook is connected to yeah. my camera so it doesn't it like keeps pull. the cord yeah from, from pulling. pulling so I finally get it off and I walk out there and people are losing their shit yeah. and I was like here we go and the reason I love it is because I got to work with boss because yeah. when boss found out I don't know if boss asked for it or what but I remember boss was like dude me and you together and I was like what and yeah. Tommy was hype Savannah was hype yeah. I even gave a spot to Savannah which I know I've heard a few fans like she should have done that I'm like why no, yeah she should she, and like she should have uh, inside inside out you uh, yeah she should yeah, she, she should is have. like yeah. two or three inches taller than me yeah, she's, she's bigger, bigger than, than me, me. <laughs> like yeah she should I'm the one that pitched that to her and she goes Really? Like she was oh, hype yeah. about it. Yeah. But um, I really liked Battlefield X because I got to work with Boss. Yeah. And like I said, Boss and Elijah are like my two best friends that were uh, that are in PWX. Well, not Elijah anymore because he's not in PWX. But yeah. you know, you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah. But um, I remember being pulled in there, and Boss is like looking at me the whole time right before. It's and I'm so like, funny. It's so funny because they're oh. they're so talented and they're like they get into that zone. They're and the biggest. When you get in the ring with them. It's, They're monsters. In yeah, the when ring. you get in the ring with them, you're like, okay, like you're telling yourself, like, okay, I need, I, I'm, I'm this character now. Yeah, I, I need to be like my facials need to be what yeah. they need to be. My performance needs to be what they need to be. The boss, and face. then like you look at somebody like boss. Yeah, and he's, and, and he walks really, towards you, and you're just like, oh shit, is he really <laughs> mad at me? Like you start questioning. Yeah, things. Um, so he, funny. And the thing is, he's the biggest goofball. He's so full of laughter, belly laughs. He's one of the coolest guys I've ever known. And I remember, like, when we just, it's because of our nerdism. That's what took us off, me and the syndicate. And we would just sit there and talk about that stuff all the time. Um, 
but that was a pretty cool moment for me and being involved in that. Um, my but that was favorite. what's so special about your you being involved in all that. <clears throat> right. And Kevin, like I always, I remember telling you, like Kevin's putting it over. Like, See, and that was yeah, and that was like, my thing. Kevin's like, like if you we don't, ha- oh, we have like it's something that people don't know. We have is, to. We like we have we have to do a match with Dutch. right. And, like, and I know there was there was uh, times where people were like, "Well, Dutch is going to do this. Does Dutch know how to do this? Does he know how to do this? Blah blah blah. This and that." And yeah. I mean, I even remember. I'm not going to say the wrestler's name, mm-hmm. but I know somebody that was shitting on me really badly. They're like, I remember when Dutch was wrestling, and he was. Uh, with George Sal, and it was like he was fucking terrible. Yeah. Well, yeah, I had no training, exactly. asshole. <laughs> we were all fucking terrible. Yeah, we were all I mean. terrible. Though this was thirteen years yeah. ago. Yeah. But so I remember, um, the going into my favorite, mm-hmm. uh, Cade. That was just totally unplanned magic it's that organic. happened. Huh? Organic. Yeah, it was so organic. Like it was. And I remember, even, Cade. Well, you have to tell. Like it wasn't even like him. Picking on you. That see, that's what I was getting. Was right. I'm sorry, I jumped ahead. No, no, you're good. Oh, him picking on you wasn't something that we were like, hey, you need to pick on Dutch, right? And see, that's the thing. It this happened at Pure. It was just a regular run of the mill syndicate invasion, they, yeah. doing their bull and whatever. And I'm just sitting there filming. They but the thing is, I know when I need to do something. So the whole purpose of the angle is. Or not the angle. The purpose of the angle is the syndicate's taking over on pure. Yeah, yeah. They're trying to state their dominance. They come he they come in, blah, blah, blah. They're doing everything. And then Kate looks at me, he's like, give me the camera. And when he says it, I don't say anything. He says it again. He's like, Dutch, give me your camera. So then I had to speak up and I'm like, I'm not giving you this camera. This is a five thousand dollar camera. That's yeah. my job. And he goes, I don't care. And I was like, no. So then he grabs the camera. I know what he's trying to do. We struggle. Yeah. He finally takes it. He looked at me like, he, he did you just, you, bow, yeah. he hits me and I, I die. Yeah. And that's what, when he punched me, that was, I heard people, they were like, you don't, I mean, like people were ready to jump him. Yeah. I was like, holy shit, Cade, that's that was wild. awesome. I walk in the back and I guess somebody had already told Cade that uh, I wrestled before. Yeah. I don't know who told him. Maybe Tommy. Yeah. Not sure. But Cade goes. I found out you've been a wrestler before. And I was like, yeah, I did it for yeah. a while. I was yeah. champion on my show with South. And he's like, see you next month, pal. That's, and I was oh, like, so Jason K. Oh, shit. Yeah. So then we, we, we went back and forth on what to do. And we did storyline with, um, with Shay standing up for yeah. me and wrestling 704 was standing behind mm-hmm. me and he knocked out Shay with one punch. Yeah. And, um, then you were supposed to do the hurricane thing, but yep. it got canceled. Got canceled because of the hurricane. Yeah. It's the irony Which is, of that. Yeah, that is iron. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. that was a, pr- I wish that that would have happened that I would have loved. Um, but then it, it came down to Cade pulling me in the ring mm-hmm. and telling me that he wanted to fight me at monsters among us. And I'm like, why? What? Yeah. Why do you want to fight me? Being a bully. Yeah, being a bully. And then me and him went over all stuff. I remember sitting ringside with him and um, sitting ringside with him. Oh, oh, uh, touch on this. Uh, I did some training. And when I did some training, man, I ate something that didn't sit well. Oh. And there was a bunch of guys there. And I was like. Puking. Did you puke? Oh, 
I was busting my ass. Yes. I was busting my ass, and you can ask everybody there. I was putting in work, and I just I've been out of shape. I just didn't mm-hmm. have time to work out. So then, um, I remember I was like, "I'm sorry, guys, I've got to go use the bathroom." And they're like, "Okay," and I was shitting my ass oh, off. Okay, and it was not regular poop. Yeah, <laughs> and throwing up. And when I came out, they're like, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, "I'm okay. I just don't know what I ate." Yeah, and then I told them what I, I had. Banana and a coffee, and they're like, oh, oh you drank that's not coffee. A good, yeah, that's never so, good. but then I got to the show, and um, I was uh, talking to Kevin Kelly mm-hmm. and Kate, and Kate's like, we're gonna do this. We're <laughs> Everybody do that. had these this. elaborate plans for me. Like Patrick's like, bro, we're gonna do this thing where you're gonna be on the table, and Kate's gonna do a frog splash. She's gonna throw you in or whatever, and want to you kick out. You're gonna show your resiliency. Yeah. And then they're like, nah. And he's like, yeah. all right. And then, <laughs> and then Kate's like, oh, better yet, what if we just like throw him on thumbtacks and I pin him and it's nothing, and he's just the res- most yeah. resilient man ever. And they're like, no. no. But but Kevin was like, I want him to not get beat. That's the point we're trying yeah. to make. That he stands for what he believes in. Yeah. And he's going to stand up to anybody and anything. For yeah. the, he stands up for that's a right. Whole, that's the whole. That was the angle. Energy of and, the uh, whole and Dutch angle. we trust and yeah. everything. Yeah. And um, and I remember Kevin said, "When you two guys fight again," and he looks at me and goes, "You will fight again." And I'm like, <laughs> no. "Oh, this isn't a one-off." <laughs> Kevin's like, "Oh you're no, in, yeah, you're in, you're in this for the long." Yeah, run. he's like, "This so it might funny. be a long time," but and I was just like, "Okay." <laughs> so then we're just talking about it. And he goes, "How about this, Cade? You run the match with Dutch and." There you go. And then he just walks off and Kate's yeah. like, oh, I got you, buddy. Yeah. He's like, I got, he said, just do what I say. And I was like, all right, cool. We so literally funny. talked about zero of that match. We didn't yeah. plan any, the only thing that we planned was the end, was the end, which yeah. was the sledgehammer. Everything else was improv. I love it. Um, one of the coolest moments that I had was when I dapped up D'Angelo Williams. Oh yeah. And D'Angelo was like, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, why are you it. happy dapping me up? That's weird. See, but like, uh, I had this... so much fun though. But when I when I got done uh-huh. and I went to the back, Bravado was like, Can you run a seminar on selling, please? <laughs> and I was like, Selling, oh, I dang. really got my ass. I was like, entire match. Yeah, and he was like, That's some of the best selling I've ever seen. I'm I like, remember, I remember him saying that. Really? And he's like, dude, you sell better than 90% of the wrestlers today, you you eat it and you just go with it and you're yeah. still fine. He's like, who? Like, who? And I was like, uh, that was my trainer when I wrestled. He's like, don't ever. I mean, he made it. Don't ever look like you're dead. Yeah. You fight. You fight like you're a real, like you're a man. Yeah. You're fighting no matter what. If somebody punched you in the face, would you just lay there? He's like, no, you would try to stand up and be a man. I'm like, yeah. 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 So, so, but yeah, I, I got a lot of praise off of that. It was very humbling. I was like, Whoa. Moral of this story, of this whole episode, is the amazing memories that independent wrestling can bring fans, wrestlers, promoters, bookers, yeah. all that. So we we have ran way over time, and our quarantine uh, resolution was that we would not go over time. So and I'll we did it again. And it's because of Dutch. And his this long-winded, one, the one episode that he's like, I don't know that I have anything to really talk about. He was the long-winded We had one. this conversation before, and I was like, I don't have much, but whatever. But yeah. <laughs> so once again, thank you guys for checking it out. We'll be back next week, next Saturday. Check out 
all of our past episodes right here on the High Spots Wrestling Network. If you don't have a High Spots Wrestling Network account, you need to sign up. It's the best nine 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 in the business. And follow us on social media. And if you listen to our podcast, the audio version on iTunes, uh, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, wherever, mm-hmm. please leave a five-star review or a review of any kind to help uh, to help the algorithm and help get us out there because we love talking about professional wrestling, right? Dude, absolutely. Awesome. As you can see, we get long-winded. We do, and we can talk <laughs> forever. One day, this will be just like a four-hour podcast. But until then, oh, shit. this shit's it. So for Dutch, I'm Patrick. And for Patrick, I'm Dutch. We're out of here.